Time now for Matt's opening thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? And here we go. I mean, it's really nothing more than a self-absorbed monologue, a chance for Matt to rant about something and pretend he's a serious radio personality instead of a gas bag. Let's face it, he stole this idea from Dennis Miller. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! So once again, the Raptors are in the mushy, mushy middle. And I mean in every way possible. On the court, they're not a great team. Eh, They're not really a good team. They're not a disaster of a team. They're somewhere in the middle. Let's say lower middle. 11th in the east, just outside the play-in. Two and a half games back of Atlanta for eight. Four and a half games back of Miami for six. And again, six, you get to avoid play-in. Off the court, they're also in the middle. Make a big move. If it presents itself, great. But they are not desperate as well. Teams that are desperate. Think about like the L.A. Clippers. All the draft capital, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, to get Paul George and Kawhi together. Same goes for the Lakers. Any moment now, we're waiting for LeBron will say something or tweet something about what the Lakers need to do or why haven't you done it. The Nets, the Nets actually, I mean, they have a ton of pressure. Their proud dynasty never happened. They have no first-round picks for years and years and years. And we're all waiting for Durant to pop out of his little silence cocoon to say he wants out. So it's nice to be a fan of a team that is not in must-make-a-move-now mode. Raptors aren't there. Raptors aren't being held hostage by diva players, or is it? Some sort of leverage game working against them. Uh, Josh Lewenberg writing, and you can check out his work at tsn.ca. Masai and Bobby have been telling interested teams that if they don't like what's out there this week, or if they're not ready to make a big move, they're willing to wait, play out the season. The sense throughout the association has been that you see uh, Masai's preference is to retool around the core he built and believes in. Key there is believes in, as opposed to breaking it up and launching a full rebuild. So what should the Raptors do? Now you can, maybe you can make a case, go all in, trade your backcourt, Trent, Van Vliet, hell, throw in OG Ananobi. Or maybe you do some of that, or maybe you do nothing at all. I have no idea. So let's just, let's just look at some of the basic facts of the Eastern Conference. Before we focus on the Raptors let's focus on their neighbors because you know the teams you got to fear the most the next three years Boston Cleveland Milwaukee Philly maybe Brooklyn but who knows we'll keep them to the side Boston the most dangerous Tatum is 24 Jalen Brown's 26 the Cavs Donovan Mitchell just put up a 70 burger he's 26 Darius Garland is excellent he's 23 Evan Mobley 21 the Bucks, Giannis is 28, Middleton is 31, and Drew Holiday is 32. Meanwhile, in Philly, Joel Embiid is 28, Harden is 33 years old. So on one level, maybe you got to be bold now because these teams are all set. They could all win it all this year, maybe next year. These are rosters that are filled with all-stars and a couple of those guys. And by those guys, I mean Tatum, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. The Raptors need to rebuild. They got to hope Scotty keeps getting better. They get draft capital to go find a way to get a player who's clearly better than Pascal Siakam. But 
Maybe you don't have to go as bold. Uh-oh, we got to compete with Boston right now. Because think about it. The Bucks could be 18 months away from being a disaster. It's an older team than you think. The NBA moves fast. Jalen Brown might not be a Celtic. Embiid ain't young and Harden is getting less explosive with every day. So the crazy blow it all up, that's not the way to go. So that's the first thing for me. I don't do the whole blow up. Nope. I'm not out there looking to get as many draft picks as possible. Also, by the way, keep an eye on the future of Orlando. Franz Wagner, 21. Paolo Bancaro is 20. Orlando's going to be scary. But you also can't do nothing because this team is not good. There are issues. You need to shake it up. You bring everyone back, and you're going to be way into the luxury tax. You're going to lose so much cap flexibility to add impact players. You cannot keep the starting backcourt. Trent and Fred will be up for new contracts, and there's always going to be a team that will overpay. So we are here again. Doing nothing will hurt the team. Swinging for all the fences is unwise and not needed. So now we got to find where is the porridge just right? Not too hot, not too cold, somewhere in the middle. And again, this goes back to my main point. The Raptors' biggest advantage is they don't need to do anything drastic. Let someone else be the desperate team and let Toronto benefit. I have no idea what will happen, but here is what I'm hoping will happen. You trade Gary Trent Jr. and OG Ananobi. And you retain Fred Van Vliet. Here's why. Gary, there's going to be teams looking for shooting, even if it's just on a rental. And he's a very good shooter, streaky, but a good shooter. He can help. But he's not an above-average defender. The ball often stops when it gets to him. You can find other players with similar skill sets. Hey, I still like the deal. Lowry for Gary Trent Jr. Gary's been more good than bad. But you got to move on. The big one is OG Ananobi. And let it be known, I am the original OG truther. Way back in the day when this show went by a different name, we went out and had his college coach on this show. We love the journey of OG Ananobi, fascinated with his skill set since day one. But you can get a ton for him. Go find me a story where it's not at least two unprotected first-round picks and young stars, guys like Herb Jones or go raid the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, OG is a very good player, but has yet never been named an all-star, and a lot of it is because he can't stay healthy. But more importantly, there is roster duplication. You've got 28-year-old Siakam. You've got 21-year-old Scotty Barnes. Very similar positions. You can afford to deal 25-year-old OG Ananobi if you're getting the assets back. And teams like the Pelicans, the Grizzlies are interested in him. You could get such a massive haul for OG Ananobi. As for Fred Van Vliet, he's really close to hitting his all-star numbers from last year. Also, you need a lead point guard. See, it's not just that you trade Fred. Who do you replace him with? You don't replace him with Malachi Flynn. You don't replace him with Alano Banton. When the Raptors traded Kyle Lowry, they had the advantage of having Fred Van Vliet. You need Fred's leadership. You need someone to help Scotty Barnes on his journey. I'm sorry, but championship DNA counts for something. The Raptors' priorities are this. Continue to develop Scotty Barnes. We've seen a big improvement of him over late. 
We've seen him becoming more assertive in the fourth quarter basketball games. It's great. The Raps need him to eventually be clearly better than Siakam, which is not easy to do. Because in Siakam, you got a 28-year-old multiple all-star. But you see, you use the deals for Trent and OG to do two things. You improve your depth. You improve your bench, which has been one of the number one issues for the Raptors all year. And you get yourself in a place where Fred Van Vliet is the third most important player on the floor. The Raptors won a title with a similar, similar formula. This is what they need to do now. So in the end, I say you keep Fred, you trade Gary, you trade OG. Because what I see, what you hear out there is the hall could be impressive. That's what I would do. And that's my opening thought. I'm finished.